3: His message to supporters.
0: There is never a justification for violence.
3: Did members of Congress help the attackers?
0: That's Benedict Arnold
3: territory. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. For the second time, the House of Representatives has voted to impeach President Trump. This time, 10 Republicans joined with Democrats, a week after the attack mounted by his supporters at the U.S. Capitol. Now, as CBS's Nancy Cordes tells us, a Senate trial is next.
1: Leader McConnell said, I have not made a final decision on how I will vote, and I intend to listen to the legal arguments when they are presented to the Senate.
2: Those in favor say aye.
1: Those arguments will likely sound a lot like what we heard in the House uh, as members voted to impeach President Trump in the same chamber where they cowered in fear one week ago. There must be
3: consequences for last week's treason and sedition.
1: All the Democrats voted to impeach, plus 10 Republicans, like Washington State's Dan Newhouse. There was a domestic threat at the door of the Capitol, and he did nothing to stop it. Afterwards, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spoke at the lectern that had been recovered after a rioter swiped it last week.
2: The House demonstrated... That no one is above the law, not even the president of the United States.
1: The sole article of impeachment accuses the president of inciting an insurrection. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy agreed the president was to blame, but... Impeaching the president in such a short time frame would be a mistake. Others argued Mr. Trump didn't deserve
0: the punishment. Is he a clear and present danger? And he clearly isn't.
3: But
1: they were outnumbered. And now the resolution goes to the Senate for a trial that could
3: start late next week. CBS's Ben Tracy tells us it's not apparent what moves President Trump will make to prepare for a Senate trial.
0: The president has no clear legal strategy or defense team. CBS News has learned his personal attorney, Jay Sekulow, and White House counsel Pat Cipollone, who defended him during the last impeachment trial, will not do so again.
3: White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy reports we heard from Mr. Trump yesterday. The five-minute video taped in the Oval Office has the president condemning last week's riot.
0: No true supporter of mine could ever endure political violence.
3: Reading from prepared remarks, the president says he's been briefed on potential threats to the inauguration.
0: There must be no violence, no law-breaking, and no vandalism of any kind.
3: Mr. Trump did not address the impeachment vote in the video, which the White House released through its official Twitter and YouTube accounts. The impeachment vote took place with armed National Guard troops all over the Capitol and other parts of D.C., as we hear from CBS's Jeff Pegues.
0: The nation's capital surrounded by seven-foot fencing. Its buildings boarded up and streets closed. Thousands of troops, some armed, guarding Capitol Hill. Security levels not seen here since the Civil War. Meanwhile, the FBI is investigating coordination among attackers. Videos from last week show people acting together to breach the Capitol and attack police. A memo obtained by CBS News says large caches of weapons have been recovered from suspects' homes, and more than 30 members of Congress are requesting an investigation after witnessing an extremely high number of outside groups in the complex on Tuesday, January 5th. Writing in a letter to authorities, these tours were so concerning that they were reported to the sergeant at arms on January 5th.
3: The COVID-19 vaccination pace is picking up. The CDC says more than a million shots were administered yesterday. Ten million have been vaccinated in the U.S. since it all started. CBS's David Begno is in Southern California.
0: Thousands of people living in Orange County, California, lined up at the Disneyland vaccine super site yesterday. Newly eligible seniors could barely contain their excitement and their gratitude, too, like 65-year-old Lynn Murray. They did such a great job helping all these people get what we need right now. Get your
2: QR code ready.
0: Not everyone had a smooth experience. Overwhelming demand crashed the county's registration system. It is a similar story in states like Florida.
2: I've been on websites, on the phone, experiencing the normal frustrations that many have expressed.
0: 152 million Americans are now eligible for vaccination. But Operation Warp Speed estimates it will take until the end of March to acquire enough vaccines to immunize 100 million Americans.
3: A Wisconsin state board has suspended the license of a pharmacist north of Milwaukee Who's accused of allowing 500 doses of COVID vaccine to spoil last month because he thought it was unsafe. Steven Brandenburg could also face criminal charges. Great Britain is vowing to have a COVID vaccination program that runs 24-7 as soon as possible. That aggressive hope comes as the nation struggles.
2: Listen to this intensive care nurse who's seen too many patients die. Telling
1: someone over the phone and all you can say is, I'm sorry, I'm I'm really sorry, whilst they're crying their heart out, is quite traumatising. Or
2: this doctor in an overflowing ICU. In my 20-year intensive care career, I've never had a whole
0: ward of intensive care patients all with the same condition.
2: Result, a new study finds nearly half of all medical staffers treating the sickest COVID patients are suffering some form of PTSD, and the pandemic isn't expected to peak here until sometime next month. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London.
3: One side effect in New York City last year when the pandemic hit was a push by some people to move out, and rents tumbled. Now, as CBS's Lisa Mateo tells us...
1: According to a report by appraiser Miller Samuel and brokerage Douglas Elliman Real Estate, the number of new leases in Manhattan jumped 94% from a year earlier to nearly 5,500. It's the biggest rise in more than eight years. They say perks like free months or no broker fees helped the average rent fall 17% to 20
3: Prosecutors are charging former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder with willful neglect of duty in connection with the Flint water crisis. Other former officials are expected to appear in court today. The Girl Scouts are teaming up with Grubhub for cookie sales this year. The company says it's waiving commission fees for the Scouts. And a racing pigeon survived an 8,000-mile crossing of the Pacific Ocean from the U.S. to Australia, hitching a ride for some of it on a cargo ship. Trouble is, the creature is a quarantine risk, and officials plan to kill it. We salute a former colleague who made business news a little easier for us all to digest. Correspondent Ray Brady's business reports aired on both radio and TV for almost 30 years, including 23 in the CBS Evening News. He focused on things that affect our everyday lives, avoiding jargon and instead telling stories that meant something to the average viewer or listener, like why we were eating fewer hamburgers in 1985. The increase in the price of meat and in the size of the fast food check may have slowed up sales growth in recent years, and Americans have grown more weight and health conscious.
0: Ray Brady was one of the first to really humanize business reporting.
3: He died after a long illness. Ray Brady was 94. Peter King, CBS News. And there's news about another late colleague, Dave Barrett. His ashes will be among the cremains launched later on this month on a SpaceX rocket from the Kennedy Space Center. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.
0: But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll, you'll be saying to yourself, "TGIT." Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News Business Analyst, Certified Financial Planner, and host of The Money Watch Podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you.